Um, but I was on one of my ambulatory care rotations um, and was counseling a patient one time on um, her warfarin. We were changing her warfarin dose, which is a blood thinner. Um, and I can remember, you know, I'm trying to be a good student. I'm trying to explain, you know, why we're changing the warfarin dose, what we're changing it to, um, kind of decisions that were put into this. And um, the patient, you know, I was trying to explain things to her and something we're taught during school when counseling is sometimes to use the teach back method, um, which is basically where you ask the patient or whoever you're talking to, to repeat kind of what you said in their own words, just to make sure that they understood everything you were saying, that they're going to, you know, follow those instructions. So I did that when talking to the patient. Um, and I think she got a little offended and um, accused me of talking down to her, um, which really caught me off guard and of course was not my intention at all. You know, I was trying to say, now that I've made these changes, do you mind telling me, you know, what what you're gonna how you're gonna take your warfarin from now on. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Since 2009, the Pharmacy Podcast Network has led the podcasting space for the pharmacy industry. This network of pharmacists and pharmacy technicians leads the podcasting charts with more than 2 million downloads, 40 different stations, and new episodes every week. The Pharmacy Podcast Network is the number one podcast for the pharmacy professional. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and all your favorite podcast players. Join the Pharmacy Podcast Nation today. Hey, everybody. This is Tyler, your host of Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast. It's good to talk to you guys again. Uh, it's been a minute or two since I've done an episode. Um, the last episode that, that you guys uh, probably heard was the Air Force pharmacist when I was talking to my good friend Dylan Bryant who is a major in the U.S. Air Force and he's also a, a practicing pharmacist community pharmacist he's kind of done it all if you haven't listened to that episode yet I highly recommend it it definitely gives a new taste of uh, of what pharmacy would be like in that uh, capacity and it was a really good time to talk to him so I'm really excited today because I have an awesome young lady named Erin Mays, who is my special guest today. Erin, thanks so much for being on the show today. Tyler, thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm very excited. Awesome. I am too. It's been a, it's, it's funny when I was looking through the Instagram messages, I saw that, you know, a past host of this show had talked to you and, you know, message, 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 and it, it unfortunately looked like it never never happened to get you on yeah, the show um mm-hmm. we connected um definitely last year and you know i've listened to a few of the podcasts um was always interested in being on one but uh just kind of fell through last fall and never happened i'm so excited that we're getting it together now yeah definitely me too and it's going to be an awesome show today we're going to be talking about uh what it's what it's like to go through school and Aaron's awesome idea to kind of I call it journaling but it's not really it's like digital journaling right It's basically journaling Yeah mm-hmm. it is so public Right exactly so Aaron Aaron created an awesome blog a website really you know a blog to kind of document her her life and everything that she was doing while she was in school 
And even now, as she's graduated and a resident, uh, she's doing the same thing. And she's also got an awesome social media page on on Twitter and on Instagram. And she talks about a good variety of stuff, not just kind of your ho-hum, you know, this and that type of stuff through pharmacy school. And so we'll get into that in just a second. But first, you, you guys know what time it is. It's time for another round of Rapid Fire 5. So Aaron doesn't know what Rapid Fire 5 is. So Aaron, here's how this little game works. I use I use the fantastic website called Random Question Generator uh, to generate five random questions about who knows what and whoever. And if they're, you know, they're usually pretty good questions. If there's any, you know, kind of uncomfortable questions or uh, inappropriate questions, I switch it up and ask my own. But what we do is I read the question and then I answer it and then I kick it over to you and you answer it. So the point is to just kind of, you know, rapidly answer these funny questions and we just kind of see what comes out. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Okay. So question number one is. What did you learn from the last book that you've read? Um, right now, me and my wife actually are reading Knights in Rodanth or Rodanthe. I'm not sure how they say it. It's a Nick Sparks book, Nicholas Sparks, you know, one of those, you know, love books, stuff like that. I like it. But anyway, what I've learned from that so far, I'm only in like chapter three. Um, what happens in the book, unfortunately, is uh, the the main protagonist, she is married and has a couple kids with the guy and over the years they just start drifting apart and unfortunately the guy ends up you know uh, having a relationship with somebody else and divorcing her and she's left with the kids by herself really sad hate hate to see it really do uh, but what I've learned from that obviously is to stay very faithful to my wife and if I feel like our relationship heaven forbid is ever you know getting dull or boring, then I need to find a way to spice it up and put in the work to make it work. Because honestly, it's a choice um, to stay with the person or not. You you actively have to choose, I believe, uh, to stay with, you know, the person that you're with and be happy about it. So anyways, that's what I've learned. Nice. All right. Switch it over to me. Yep. Your turn. This is actually um, a great time to ask this question because honestly, I'm not sure about during the last year or during the upcoming year if I would have a good answer for this. But uh, luckily, thankful for recently graduating and having maybe some more downtime um, since passing my boards, I've, I've actually been reading some books. Um, so the book that I most recently read was Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Um, actually read it as part of a book club that my undergraduate sorority sisters um, that we kind of have going going on. But, um, and then this book, Glennon, it's a memoir for memoir for Glennon Doyle. Um, and she talks about really just finding her truest self, um, and kind of over the years, just the decisions that she's made and the stories that she's telling just really helped her, um, really, I guess, find her true self and, you know, the person that she wants to be. Um, so something that I kind of learned from her book, um, she talks a lot about her knowing, um, which is really just kind of a fancy word for understanding yourself and really spending time to focus on yourself. Um, and she talks about getting into meditation, um, which is something that I've never really done before. Um, but she's been inspiring to me to really, you know, sit down and have 10 minutes every morning um, where you're not focused on anything else but l breathing, listening to yourself. So that's something I'm hopefully going to try over the next year. I've done it a couple times so far, and it's hard to not be bored for those 10 minutes. It's a long 10 minutes, but, um, I'm excited to hopefully get more and more into 
meditation for the next year and see if I can find any benefits from that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I guarantee you will. I've I've never done that personally, but um, I, I've heard from other people that uh, it's really healthy and, and, you know, helps people kind of get in the right frame of mind for whatever they're doing. So that's pretty cool. Sounds like a good book. Okay, question two. If you could have the attention of the world for one minute, what would you say? Um, wow, this is this is really applicable right now, I think, with everything going on. Um, I, I, I'm not a political person at all. Like, I, I, I really hate politics. I don't talk about them, you know, because I, I feel like nothing really good ever comes out of it. Um, but if I had a minute to the world, I would probably say just be kind you know, just, just be kind to each other. Forget about what race you are. Forget about how much money you have or don't have. Forget about your education level, you know, all this stuff. Just be kind to one another. I feel like if the world could just get back to the simplistic, you know, idea of the golden rule, if you have nothing to say, don't say anything at all, you know, be kind to one another and, and be a little more childlike. Like I, I put a post out on Facebook the other day of my little boy who, you know, we were just at the park and he found a squirrel in a tree and, you know, he, he spent a good 10 minutes trying to get a squirrel to come down a tree and, you know, eat some nuts out of his hand or whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, I just looked at him and thought he's just so pure and, and innocent and he has no concept of any, any, you know, idea of like, I hate you because you're a different skin color or I don't like you because of this or that, you know, he's, he's just a pure, innocent little child. So I feel like if the world could act a little more like that, I think things would be a lot better. It's when people keep focusing on the fact that we're all different and keep, you know, harping on that instead of just forgetting about the fact we're different and treating each other the same as you would anyone else, regardless of who you are. Uh, I think the world would be a much better place. So that's my one minute. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I agree with you that this is definitely, I think, an important question for right now. Um, so I guess for me, thinking kind of on the spot here, if I had the attention of the world, um, I think something important to me right now is to not be afraid to continuously grow. Um, and constantly, you know, seek out new learning opportunities. Um, that's something actually that uh, Glennon talks about in her book a lot, but we are constantly growing and changing. Um, so I think it's just important that we constantly are seeking out those new learning opportunities um, and not being afraid to, you know, jump into things that maybe make us uncomfortable at first, because that's where we're really going to grow. And um, hopefully I can talk a little bit more of that when we actually talk about my blog and Instagram account, something I was, you know, nervous for a long time about starting. But um, just really pushing yourself to jump into those uncomfortable opportunities um, is really the best way to, to grow, in my opinion. I agree to that. Yep. Much agreed. Okay, question three. What topic can you bring up at a family gathering to instantly get everyone riled up? <laughs> um, this is going to sound... My family is actually really, really mellow. Like, uh, no one... You know, like I said, no one is super political or no one has strong opinions about anything, really. Um, maybe... Oh, okay, sports. Yes, they're, they're pretty... <laughs> They're, they love college football. Here in Utah, we have a rivalry between the University of Utah, where I go, and a school down down south uh, called BYU. 
a lot of people have heard okay, of it. Okay, sure. So that's like the big rivalry here in Utah. Um, anyway, so yeah, half my family is Utah or University of Utah, and half my family is BYU. So if we bring up a past game, you know, about if a, a call was bad or something, that that pretty that gets everyone pretty fired up. It's kind of funny. So. All right. Um, for me, this is definitely a tough one. Um, a little bit about me. I'm actually the oldest of four kids, um, and I have um, a big extended family. Um, but trying to think of things that we really get, you know, riled up about. Um, I think my family's awesome and kind of continuously, I don't know, think having more of a modern approach to the world. Um, something that maybe we talk about a lot or maybe changing gender roles. Um, so I think my family's been awesome, I guess. And, um, you know, not having that traditional, how do you say, you know, 1950s working structure for men and women. Um, I'm the oldest of four kids. I have two sisters and a younger brother. Um, and I think we're all just, you know, constantly, I guess, wanting to be the best version of ourselves. Um, and so something we like to talk about is, you know, how times have changed over the years. And both of my parents are great about, you know, wanting me and my siblings to really do whatever it is that we want to do and not be restricted by um, maybe those traditional gender roles that we think about. Um, so not something we really get riled up about, but I think something that we enjoy discussing and debating for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I like that. Um, so that actually is good because the next question really runs into that. So this question okay. is how difficult is it for you to try new things? Um, I love change. I, I, I hate when things stay the same. I hate doing the same thing for a really long time. I just, I feel like I get in a rut and I need to try something different, mix it up. So, uh, I love trying new things. It's not difficult at all. Um, I mean, depending on what the new thing is might be difficult to do, but the act of like just, you know, switching things up. Um, and it could be anything from, for me personally, like, uh, right now we're, we're kind of thinking about moving kind of not, we really like where we live, but, uh, might, might have to move soon. And I'm of the opinion of like, let's just do it. You know, let's just find a place and go. So sometimes that kind of gets me in trouble. I should probably think things through a little (laughs) bit first before I just jump into something new, but yeah, it's awesome to try new things. Nice. Um, it's a little bit different for me. I actually, um, have noticed that I, sometimes I struggle with trying new things. Um, I'm someone who really likes routine. And so I think just knowing that, um, I definitely have gotten better at trying new things over the past couple of years, um, specifically with pharmacy, especially when you hit, you know, your fourth year of school, it's all usually based into different rotations. So every month you're really entering a new rotation, a new setting, working with new people, having a new schedule. Um, so while, you know, trying new things, I think used to be a little scary for me. I think, um, pharmacy's definitely kind of gotten me out of that shell, um, and kind of forced me to, you know, be open to those new things that change every month. Um, and hopefully I'll carry that with me into residency. Um, but I think sometimes just because of, you know, I love getting into that routine. I think just the new, you know, way of life, um, just stresses me out for a little bit first, first couple of days. Mm. So something I've had to work on. Gotcha. Yeah. It, I mean, it takes, yeah, it takes a little bit, but it's awesome that you're willing to try. I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. All right. Last question. Um, have you ever been punished for something you didn't do? Probably, mm-hmm. probably not recently. I don't know. Uh, this, this probably <laughs> relates more to back when you were a kid. I, it, it's funny that you said you have four siblings. I, or three siblings, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an only child actually. I don't have any siblings. However, okay. 
Um, something funny that happened really recently. My my little boy, who's three, he um, he spilled some peanut butter all over the floor. Um, we I just had to run out of the room for a second. And he he had peanut butter all over the floor when I came <laughs> back. And my wife comes in and she's like, what the heck? Who did this? And he he legitimately pointed his finger at me and he said, daddy did it. That was the first time in his life he's ever done something like that. And I just, I didn't even have any words. I just looked at him I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Anyway, it was kind of <laughs> funny. So he did blame me for that, but it was his fault. He put peanut butter on the floor. I, I would not waste uh, delicious peanut butter like that. Um, that's a really tough question, actually. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. So a time where I've been maybe punished for something I didn't do. This may not be um, punished, but an example I can think of actually from a pharmacy rotation. Um, and I'm sure you'll get some of this. But when it comes time for job interviews or residency interviews, you know, you're told to save all of those examples that happen that really maybe stuck out to you on certain rotations. Um, so that one, I think, really caught me off guard and um, was just a good lesson, you know, just in speaking to patients and speaking to different people, which we're going to have always have lots of experience with just kind of always keeping in mind um, what what you're saying and, of course, how it's coming across as well. Um, so that was something I definitely, you know, took into account and um, definitely keep in mind every time I'm talking to patients um, from now on. That's a good point. I, I actually remember, um, you know, during the first year when they were kind of teaching us those techniques that was that was one of my first thoughts actually was when they were saying Mm -hmm. that I was like I I bet people would uh, you know some people would take that as like condescending Um, yeah and I think I was so focused you know on doing what I was told in school and you know following the script that I kind of forgot about the real world kind of I don't know opinion of that so definitely a good learning lesson there yeah for sure i mean it it is super important because it does reinforce what you just taught the the patient and it it does help to Mm -hmm. clarify if they have any questions because i think more often than not you know uh, patients are they have lots of things going on in their heads um they -hmm. might not be focused completely on what you're saying and so something simple that makes sense to you they could completely skew it and think like oh is she talking about this or you know there's embarrassment and like oh I don't want to ask a question because I don't want to sound dumb type of stuff like that but anyways that is cool um well that was rapid fire five how did how'd you like it think think we did okay (laughs) yeah it was good for someone who especially you know not knowing things makes me a little bit nervous um I think (laughs) I did pretty well so yeah I like that you do that it's nice to get to know each other that way it's fun it's a fun icebreaker yeah and I think you did stellar so good job (laughs) well um let's let's kind of dive into our the meat of our episode here our episode pie um so Aaron can you kind of tell us um where you're at now and and kind of tell us your story of pharmacy and and I guess just you know what what kind of gave you the idea to start kind of chronicling your experience through pharmacy school? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I am originally from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I went to an undergrad college called Center College, which is in Danville, Kentucky, for my undergraduate degree. Um, I then went straight on to pharmacy school at University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. Um, And I just graduated from pharmacy school in May, um, so not too long ago. And I just started this, thank you very much, um, just started this past past month my PGY1 pharmacy residency um, here in Chapel Hill at the University of North Carolina Medical Center. Um, So staying in Chapel Hill, which I'm super excited excited about yeah, that's um, awesome. and brand new pharmacy resident. 
Um, but really, you know, um, I started this social media account. Um, originally, it was Aaron May's Farm D to B, and since um, about a month, I've you know short, shortened it to just Aaron May's Farm D. Um, but I started it about a year ago. You know, after I'd done my first couple of um, pharmacy rotations by um, APPEs, and. I was wanting to start um, an account like this for actually a long time, um, really probably since my second year of pharmacy school. Um, I noticed that I was, you know, constantly searching out different healthcare students and healthcare worker accounts, mainly through Instagram, um, just because, you know, noticing how much time really all of us um, spend on social media. Um, I kind of went through a phase of, you know, what, like, what's the purpose? Like, what is really the, why do I spend so much time on social media? What am I trying to get out of this? Is it just, you know, to share personal pictures or can I maybe learn something else from all of those hours that I'm spending um, through these mainly social media platforms? Um, and so I kind of had the idea of it would be so great, you know, to have a account where I, you know, I could follow maybe um, a pharmacist or a pharmacy resident or another student and learn things from them that I could actually apply directly to my life as a pharmacy student. Um, and so, like I said, wanted to do it for a while and then, you know, finally um, kind of got the courage, you know, put the work in to really start it last July. Um, and it's been it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I've enjoyed connecting with so uh, so many other pharmacy professionals and um, healthcare professionals in other fields as well um, through social media and through this account. Um, and so I've really enjoyed it, uh, definitely. That's awesome. It's uh, You have an awesome account. It's like I said, um, for those of you who don't know, if you go on Instagram and find Erin Mays PharmD, um, you will see that she has a lot of cool stories that include things like fitness and nutrition and other things like that stuff that she's interested in it's not just you know here's what i did today in my residency although uh, i did just watch one of the stories that you put out about uh you know the day of your residency that day and and it was really interesting and really cool um also i watched one uh that it's actually helping me right now um you were talking about a computer program that you used during school uh, that had, you know, tabs within the program and it helped you take notes and it helped you cite sources when you're writing papers. And it was kind of just this awesome, you know, conglomerate of different programs that a lot of people use all wrapped up into one beautiful little. Yeah. Mendeley. Um, I love Mendeley. I will always promote Mendeley. Yeah. So as soon as I finished watching your story, I went and downloaded that and I, Mm -hmm. I haven't used it a a whole lot just yet, but, um, I'm trying to get a handle on how it works. And so far I love what I see and I can't wait when school starts to be able to, to use this because I think it's going to be a game changer. Yeah. It was super helpful on rotations as well. Awesome. Yeah. See, so for those that are listening, Go ahead and follow her because she has cool stuff like that um, and, and you'll mm-hmm. like her stuff. Um, it, so it, it really sounds a lot like um, similar to, to why I started my my homegrown podcast, 23 Pills, was actually to do the same thing. Um, I was like, I want to give something back to, uh, you know, people that come to school after me and give tips on what I've learned through the, you know, through now the first year and, and talk to pharmacists and awesome uh, residents like yourself and give tips on yeah. stuff that maybe people don't, you know, they, they can't find out by themselves. Cause like you said, yeah. And we're, we're really, uh, we're in a weird age of social media and that's kind of another thing kind of, I was thinking of when starting this account is, um, 
you know, back when, you know, social media really came on the scene, I think there was definitely a, a hard line between, you know, personal accounts and professional accounts. Um, and I think over the past few years, the line um, between those kind of different platforms has definitely become more blurred mm-hmm. um, just because there really isn't, you know, personal social media anymore. I mean, we we hear that, you know, for job interviews all the time, you know, um, companies and, bo- you know, your bosses can probably see your social media accounts, you know, to always keep that in mind that you're being professional. And so that's, I think, something that's even going to be more important for us as pharmacists um, and as pharmacy professionals is having that brand and having that, you know, social media presence, um, because it can really, you know, take you far and take you a lot of places. Um, so I was kind of excited to explore that realm as well. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. Uh, it's, it's funny, um, when I jump on Twitter, I, most of the people that I follow on Twitter just for the podcast are all pharmacists or, you know, other medical uh, professionals. And it's funny to see some of the stuff that they post, you know, they'll post one, one person will post something about, oh, I went to the zoo today with my kids. And then the next day they'll post something about, you know, infectious disease, uh, drug trials that they're doing and things like that. So it is really cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, um, just recently, I'm sure, you know, you hear a lot about this in your pharmacy school, but the topic of wellness and preventing burnout is definitely, you know, a hot topic in healthcare right now, just because healthcare professionals often, you know, maybe go through some of those burnout periods just because of all the hours that we work. And so um, I think that's another thing that, you know, I'm excited to see maybe these other professional accounts talking about is, you know, their personal lives too, because there really isn't, you know, a separate personal and separate professional life. I think, you know, to have a healthy, balanced life, you do have to merge the two. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited to hear that, that, you know, some other healthcare professionals that you follow, you know, are bringing their personal lives into their brands as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, So I wanted to ask you, since you kind of talked about networking a little bit, um, since you've, you know, since you've been able to start your social media accounts and your website and your blog, have you had any cool networking opportunities that you got to know, you know, another professional or or has anything, you know, has any, uh, cool opportunities come out of the, out of that that you've noticed? Sure. Um, there's definitely been a few, kind of the few things that I can think of. Um, I have a lot of, um, even undergraduate and high schoolers even message me on my Instagram account and ask me about pharmacy as a career choice, which I love. Um, just because I think Instagram is a great way to reach out to, especially those younger students who are maybe thinking pharmacy or another field in healthcare, but not really sure, you know, if it's the right field for them. So it's great that, you know, through social media, um, I'm, I mean, I love talking to them, answering their questions questions, they can kind of have a real glimpse of what their life would be as a pharmacy student or a pharmacist. Um, I think another a couple other examples, um, I've gotten to know other healthcare professionals as well. Um, I've been speaking a lot with um, a nurse. She, her, the account she runs is actually called Nursing the System. Um, and I've learned so much from her as kind of what life is like as an emergency room nurse too. And I think it helps even more um, when, you know, when I go into the hospital every day and I'm working, you know, alongside nurses and physicians and other mid-level practitioners, um, it's really helpful to maybe kind of know what their lives are like too, and kind of the things that they go through um, from their work. Um, So that's been really helpful. And then two other fields in pharmacy, I've connected with a few um, just graduated pharmacy students who are about to start, you know, their industry fellowships. And that's something that I really don't know anything about just because I kind of knew that I want to do clinical pharmacy early on. Um, So I'm excited to see their journeys too, and kind of know what their day-to-day lives are like in um, pharmacy industry. 
Very so cool. there's just a few examples of those connections that I've made. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I was uh, I was gonna say that it's really cool that you the the nursing example that you that you just talked about. Um, mm-hmm. This last year we did a whole class about uh, kind of like interprofessional relationship building, so building relationships with um, other other professionals from other disciplines in medicine. So nursing, doctors, you know, PT, OT, stuff like that. Um, and kind of how, unfortunately for a long time, there's, and, and maybe still today, you know, there's misconceptions about one another's jobs and what we really do and, you know, what we're capable of doing, things like that. So, um, to your point, I think that's really cool to, uh, you know, follow someone who's like a nurse like that. Um, because Mm -hmm. like you said, she's probably posting stuff about, her, her work and also her personal life. And so it can help you as a pharmacist see, okay, this is kind of how they function in the ER. If, if you didn't already know which you probably do, but you know what I mean? Just like, this is how, this is how nursing does it. And this is kind of Mm -hmm. what they, you know, how they work with doctors and how they kind of work with every other discipline and pharmacy. Um, so. Yeah, and kind of um, we're like vice versa as well, and that's kind of you know my other kind of um, big thing that I've really enjoyed about this account is really promoting the field of pharmacy. Um, and I'm sure you've seen kind of already in your pharmacy journey, but um, pharmacists have definitely gone through a huge job transition kind of over the last um, I'd say probably 30, 40 years as far as um, expanding from just the retail setting into more of you know those clinical pharmacy roles and even provider roles in some states. And then, of course, in the pharmaceutical industry as well. Um, and so I think it's been really awesome to maybe show other healthcare professionals, too, that, you know, pharmacists do more than the typical stereotype of, you know, counting pills. Um, and I've had, you know, some other healthcare professionals reach out and tell me that, which has been really neat. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think that's an awesome idea. Um so kind of just continuing on uh, about your accounts and, and your list. Can we talk about your, your blog for a second? So yeah, definitely. When did you start that and um, how has it been kind of tough to, to keep that up with everything else that you're doing or, or not really? Yeah. Um, so like I was kind of was saying, I actually ended up officially kind of launching it um, last July. So it's been about a year um, since it's been live, which has been really cool. But um, it's definitely been tough, I think, for a couple of reasons. I think one thing that I really struggled with early on was, you know, how much do I share? Um, some, one of my main goals, you know, was to not make this blog and not make, you know, my account, um, a highlight reel. I think social media tends to be like that sometimes, especially maybe more on Facebook, people are, you know, sharing only the highs. And so something that I really wanted to do and make evident was, um, also sharing, you know, the lows, like the struggles that, um, inevitably happen, um, when you're, I mean, just in daily life, but specifically um, for a pharmacy student on my rotations last year. Um, So, you know, I'd share, you know, the highs, of course, the exciting times when I had a good patient interaction or a good preceptor evaluation, but also the lows when I, um, for example, back in October, I was in the pediatric ICU for a rotation and that was a really hard month for me. And so I think it was helpful to, you know, to show some people, um, or show my followers, you know, this is a tough rotation. It's a tough month and I'm not feeling like I'm performing my best and that's okay. And that's going to happen. And you just kind of are need to be prepared for things like that to happen. Um, so that was kind of a big thing that I, 
you know, it's, it's hard to share the lows for sure. Um, but something that I've tried to, you know, make part of my purpose this whole time. Um, I think another thing as well is again, you know, how much to share and maintaining while I of course want to share, you know, my personal side of things, maintaining that professionalism too, especially for me last year, as I went through, um, residency applications. And so I was, you know, always careful to never of course share preceptor names or not share specific residency programs I was applying to. But I think maintaining that balance too, of, you know, showing my personal life, but of course maintaining that professionalism too has been tough for me and something I'm, you know, still figuring out Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. I can understand that. Um, that -hmm. is really good to, to, those are good tips to keep in mind. Um, I think, I think most people would like to think that, you know, I'm a really good interviewer. I I don't, you know, buckle under pressure. I don't say the wrong things. But um, when you get to the point where Aaron's at, um, or I guess a little bit before in terms of applying for residencies and jobs and things like that Mm -hmm. in the pharmacy world, you do really have to keep, um, you know, a a good head about your about your shoulders and and what you're saying. Um, There are a lot of things that uh, can rub people wrong in terms of, um, you know, HIPAA violations and things like that. And, and just a lot of stuff sure. that as we, as, as medical professionals, we need to keep that in mind. Um, you know, it's, there's a lot of sensitive information that we can just kind of blurt out without thinking about it. And, um, that can come back to bite you, unfortunately. And to her mm-hmm. point, um, stuff like social media accounts and websites and things like that, how she's saying, that you need to make sure that you're watching your P's and Q's about what you're posting, um, because mm-hmm. I I would I would dare to say that uh, the uh, you know the people that Aaron interviewed with for her residency they might have looked at her accounts to see kind of what oh she's I'm about. sure they did yeah, yeah. Um, that's definitely something to always keep in mind yeah for sure so so speaking of which we didn't mention beforehand. Aaron's blog, uh, you can find that at AaronMaysFarmD.com. It's an awesome yep. and good looking website, you know, very clean, very simple. I actually have a background in web design, um, and web development and, you know, I, yeah, okay, I like neat. to see stuff like this. I like to see someone who puts in the effort to create a cool website like this, um, you know, and, and doesn't overload it with a bunch of stuff. It's just, it's very clean. It's very (laughs) linear. It's very professional. And one, I'm looking at it right now. One thing I really like um, that you have is it looks like you have your Instagram feed, uh, connected to it. Is that right? All these pictures. Yeah. mm -hmm. So if you see, um, Aaron has posted, I guess, I, I don't know if you have a name for it, but when I look at it, I, I think of the name tip boards. Does that make sense? Like a, yep. you have some letter boards with tips and they're really cool. So, you know, one that I'm looking at right now says tip number 10, patient case presentation. And then you click into it and uh, goes to her Instagram. And then, you know, you, you can see stuff like that, that Aaron's been doing um, on through her residency and, you know, through her later years in school. Um, this is the kind of stuff that future pharmacy students and current pharmacy students should probably be looking at, you know, if you feel like I don't know where I'm going in school or I don't really know kind of my route uh, at the end of this, I don't know where I want to head. You can look up people like Aaron, you can look up their accounts and 
I just, it, this really impresses me because you've taken the time and effort to really make this appealing and, and easy to understand for people. So kind of continuing on that same thread, um, you know, why do you include certain things in your blog and on your social media accounts um, that, you know, things like fitness, things like nutrition, things like cool computer programs that people can use? What, where do you kind of get your ideas for your content? Yeah. Um, so I kind of, you know, I've kind of a lot of different content. Of course, most of it is, you know, pharmacy based. Um, but like you said, I do like to pull in those things too about, you know, my fitness journey and my running and the races that I've done and my, um, nutrition as well. But the way I always kind of think about it is, you know, when I was a younger student, maybe still an undergraduate student or, you know, my first couple years of pharmacy school, what would I have wanted to know? Like, what are the things that I would have sought out to help me um, kind of throughout my journey and the things that I really would have, you know, wanted to learn about? And so, you know, having that in mind, I think it's actually been pretty easy to for me just to think about the things that I can share and the, th- the things that hopefully some younger students would benefit from. Um, I love teaching. I've always been really passionate about that and could definitely see that in my future. And so I've enjoyed really, you know, those taking those things that I've kind of gone through and really, you know, explaining them to younger students, um, specifically the one you mentioned about a patient case presentation, um, kind of explaining what that is and kind of how I worked my way through it, just because most students are going to have to definitely do at least one of those um, during their last year of pharmacy school or even earlier. And so kind of keeping that in mind as far as, you know, what would I want to know if I was kind of in their shoes has been, I think, really helpful for that. And then like you mentioned too, the um, kind of stuff outside of pharmacy, the nutrition and the um, fitness journey stuff too, which I've been, I've definitely enjoyed talking about. Um, Something that I've definitely noticed over my years, um, starting of course in undergrad, but really later on in pharmacy school is just how important it is for me to have a well-balanced life. Um, Something that I've definitely have learned is that I am a better student and now I guess a better pharmacist, you know, when I've taken the time to make sure that I've taken care of myself personally, um, kind of outside of work. And so that comes from um, working out, kind of maintaining that healthy lifestyle and eating healthy. And so um, something I always like to talk about is um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Tyler, I'm not sure if you've heard of that before. Heard of it. uh, Forgot it. So I need a refresher. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I actually first learned about this and I want to say my high school psychology class. So definitely a while ago, but um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and you can Google it. Um, but he actually designed a pyramid, um, where he actually talks about, you know, the journey to, I think, self-actualization is at the top, which for me, I always think of, you know, really uh, seeking out your goals and, uh, um, reaching those goals. And so what he talks about is in order to maybe get to that level where you're able to truly go after your goals is you have to take care of some things first. And so you have to first, of course, and I can actually pull it up right now too, you have to, you know, have safety in where you live. You, for the most part, you know, you have to take care of yourself physically before you can really, th- you know, achieve those mental goals and really think about where you want to be. And so keeping that in mind, um, I've definitely realized that 
like I said, I'm just, you know, a better student and I'm more motivated. And I guess, yeah, now a better pharmacist when I take the time to take care of myself physically first. And I know for me, that means eating healthy, having a clean apartment where I live and taking care of my body too. And so kind of knowing that I'm able to prioritize the things that I know will make me better when it comes to my professional work life. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I kind of always keep in mind and not to say I'm perfect at it. There's definitely, you know, days and weeks where I don't feel like I'm, you know, working out as much as I want to, or I'm eating the best. Um, But I know if I kind of turn it around and kind of get back to those roots, um, it only benefits me when I come to work each day. And so definitely like to, you know, bring some of that stuff into the blog when I can. Yeah, for sure. See, uh, our, our listeners, wouldn't you like to have, uh, a pharmacist like Aaron on your, on your care team, <laughs> if you ever get into the hospital, wouldn't you like to know that she's doing this kind of stuff and taking care of herself so that she can focus better on you as a patient? I know I would. That's awesome. I, I wish uh, I wish a lot more people were able to, to do this kind of... Well, I shouldn't say able to. Really, everyone's able to, right? I just wish... Yeah, everyone's yeah. able to. Start small. Exactly. Start small. I, I love that. Um, as you were talking, I was kind of... I was on your, your website um, on the mm-hmm. health and wellness tab. And, you know, sure. you, you made a little post about salad meal prepping. Um, and why you love salad. <laughs> yeah, way back yeah. when. And so stuff like that is really cool. I think um, me as me personally, if I feel like I'm getting in a rut, you know, I've tried meal prepping before. I've tried uh, doing this one workout program before and it just kind of gets old, whatever. It's really refreshing to be able to look up, um, you know, ideas that other people have. And so it's cool to jump on here and be like, oh, wow, she likes salads. This is what the kind of stuff that she does. <laughs> so I think that's really cool. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of um, decision fatigue, but that's a big thing that's kind of up and coming too. But people talk about, you know, during the week, if you're having to decide every day, you know, maybe at the office or maybe at school, what am I going to eat for lunch today? Or that morning when you're leaving for work, what am I going to eat for dinner tonight? Um, It's tiring. It's, it can be stressful and it's a lot easier to, you know, to maybe make those meals ahead of time um, just to kind of prevent you from having to make one more decision. You know, we always we have to make enough decisions during our day. And so um, there's been research that's proven that that actually really helps with people's um, moods and stress levels. And so um, I'm, I'm pretty lucky that I don't mind, you know, eating the same thing for lunch every day for a week. I know some people can't stand that and that's totally understandable. Um, but that's another reason why I like to meal prep, too, is to, you know, prevent any of those decision or the stress that comes with decision making during the mm-hmm. week. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It affects you financially, too, because when you don't prep and stuff like that and you're like, huh, yeah, what do I want to do? You just walk down to the cafeteria or, you know, in our hospital, I'm sure yours does too. We've got two Starbucks and it's like, well, how about another coffee? Yep. And it's like that, you know, you get to the end of the week and you're like, wow, I, uh, I've spent like a hundred dollars this week on coffee or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. So that is really important. I like that a lot. Um, just, you know, we've kind of, we've been talking a little bit, um, and, and a we're kind of getting getting to the end here of our of our episode of our time. Um, I just kind of wanted to reiterate really how cool Aaron is. If you didn't already guess that. Oh, thanks, yeah. Tyler. Um, I mean, I know we just met, but you you seem like you're a person who um, you know has has the the life that they you know 
are, are kind of searching for and you've kind of got your stuff together although you you probably would think no I don't I'm you're crazy I don't have anything going <laughs> we all probably think that but um, you're definitely yeah. you're definitely a, a pharmacist that I would like to emulate and I know that a lot of other people would a lot of students um, in my class in particular you know I've heard people make comments before of like oh I don't know where I'm going or I just I feel lost I feel like this is very overwhelming I'm not really sure what to do um, Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see that you've, uh, like I said, put the time and effort into uh, kind of wanting to guide other people and give tips on what you've done. Um, and so I really like that. So again, for those listening, uh, if you if you have a second, I would highly recommend um, jumping on to uh, Aaron's website, AaronMaysFarmD.com. Especially students, I'm looking right now, you know, she has a tab called Pharmacy School and you know she has blog articles about oh i use this program or this is you know how to something simple like organizing your your email inbox well i say simple but you you obviously made a blog about it so a lot of people probably don't think that's simple um you know and then Mm -hmm. she talks there's one about uh tips and tricks for your appies your you know advanced advanced practice experiences during school and residency prep, how to, you know, get ready for residency, which is something everyone wants to do and something that... In, yeah, and it's definitely going to be an interesting year for that, yeah. um, especially for the students about to go through it. Um, so I'm excited to hopefully get more into that definitely um, throughout the fall and the winter when those start happening. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so... Now that I've gone through it once and people have seen me kind of go through the process on one side, I'm excited to speak about it, hopefully from the other side. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you'd be an excellent person to contact. Speaking of which, you you seem like an open book and you have an invitation here on your website that says, you know, big block letters says contact me. So if you you want to chat with Erin, you can, you know, visit her website or uh, jump onto her Instagram account, Twitter account. Um, you, it looks like you can even email Aaron, Aaron Mays at gmail.com. And, and, and mm-hmm. so I guess just to wrap up, Aaron, um, what if, you know, just as final words, do you, do you have anything that you'd like, uh, our, our listeners to know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's been great being on the, my pod, the podcast today. This is my first podcast, um, that I've been on. So it's definitely been a, a great experience. So thank you for of having course. me. Um, I think one thing that I definitely would maybe want to say is that if anyone out there is kind of also thinking about, you know, maybe I would love to maybe do something similar and I'd love to kind of show other people on social media um, what my life is like either as a pharmacist or pharmacy student or even an undergrad maybe pursuing um, some kind of healthcare um, career. Um, don't be afraid to kind of make the jump and do it. Um, now that I've, you know, about a year in, um, I wish I had started even earlier just because there are so many other things that I could have shared from my journey even earlier on. Um, so while it can definitely be intimidating to really kind of open yourself up on a public social media account. Um, it can also be a pretty great um, experience as well and allows you to connect with so many people across the social media platforms. Um, so I definitely would say go for it. Awesome. I love it. Love to hear it. Well, Aaron, it's it sure has been a treat. Um, I've, I've enjoyed having you on the show 
And we'd love to have you back, you know, at a later time after, you know, you've gone. Yeah, we'd love you've to. gone through a little bit more of, of residency. And I'm sure you're going to have just a plethora of, of tips and tricks that all of us would just, you know, eat up and, and wait for with bated breath. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to talk to you in the future. And, you know, from all of us here at, at Pharmacy Future Leaders and, and the Pharmacy Podcast Network, we we thank you for doing what you're doing, especially now during this crazy time. Um, it's like for I said, sure. I, I, I would be very happy to know that you would be my pharmacist, uh, you know, just in, <laughs> in learning how, you know, who you are as a person and how you take care of yourself. So keep it up and uh, and we wish you the best of luck with your residency. And, and yeah, we're excited to talk to you later. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, from all of us here with Pharmacy Future Leaders, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Tyler, your host. Please stick around for further episodes on awesome pharmacists and uh, tips and tricks for pharmacy school. We'll talk to you next time, guys. See you later. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.